Health and Wrapped is the conversation you need to hear to enhance your well-being from the experts at Bioglan. We'll be talking about trending health topics and ways you can make a difference to your health with leading experts discussing the latest developments in dietary supplements and, of course, natural foods. One that I do tend to have regularly that's a bit more of a splurge than the standard is raw cacao powder. Um, so instead of cocoa powder, it is a bit more expensive, but it's basically the unprocessed natural cacao. I'm your host, Natalie Silverman, host of the Fertility Podcast, and I'll be taking you on your wellness journey. Welcome to another episode of Health Unwrapped, and I'm joined by nutritionist and food blogger Emma Hanton. Last time we spoke to Emma, we talked all about how you can make your day-to-day diet so much better and enriched with a good balance of food. And we're going to talk more today about some recipes, which I know, Emma, from your Instagram, you're amazing at sharing the recipes as well as on your blog. Are you quite passionate about making sure people know literally how to make the beautiful pictures that you put on your feed come to life? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, you know, obviously the way that food is styled in Instagram is, isn't realistic for day to day. You know, I'd be lying if I said all my food looks like that. Sometimes, you know, it's half past eight at night and I've whipped together a shepherd's pie and it is very much, you know, slopped on the plate. That but doesn't go on Instagram. No, no, that doesn't go on Instagram. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it doesn't need to look like that. But as long as it tastes good to people and it's got the nutrients in there, that's what matters to me. Yeah. How do you come up with your recipes um it's a mixture of things a lot of it i'm quite a spontaneous person in that way so it will be the beginning of the week i'll say i really fancy making this or you know i'll have been inspired by someone else someone else has made let's say a version of a banana bread and i'm like oh yeah i really want to make banana bread this week um but a lot of it like i said is things that i eat in my home every day and it's all stuff that yeah is my sort of food really so to be honest it's whatever i fancy <laughs> and you talk about you want people to be eating delicious and normal food yeah and like normalizing yeah, it yeah. all your feed looks you know so beautiful and almost yeah. stylized but what what we want to try and encourage is if people are sticking to the same old thing how they can maybe mix it up a bit so yeah. it becomes less boring because it does get monotonous especially if you're yes. cooking for a family yeah it does and a lot of people find that they've just got these dishes that they have over and over and over again you know it's often things like lasagna shepherd's pie those classics which are great but it's, it is good to step out of your comfort zone um you know, especially if you're raising kids, you know, to help develop their taste and their palate, but also from a nutritional standpoint to make sure you're getting that variety of nutrients in. So, you know, switching up things like trying a different protein one night. So say you are a meat eating family, try tofu one day and see how that goes down. Um, Or, you know, switch up your carbohydrate. Maybe instead of having rice, you're going to have spelt one day or something like that. Just, you know, it can be small changes, but I think variety is important. And I think we've got such better access to these different foods yeah. in the supermarket. Yeah, yeah. There's not really the excuse, is there? Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, you do have to, some of them can get more expensive. I'm not saying that by trying to increase your variety, it means you have to be adding in all of these fancy foods. It can be simple everyday foods. There's lots of great British grown vegetables, you know, that I'm sure people haven't tried out there. Um, So we do have great access and there are some amazing ingredients out there, but it doesn't have to be too complicated. What have you cooked with in the last couple of days? Um, I made buckwheat banana bread, actually. I've got a loaf of that at home waiting for me. <laughs> um, and yeah, I really enjoy buckwheat as a kind of flour and as a grain. Um, it's naturally gluten-free for anyone who's celiac and it's a really great source of fibre. Um, so I love making banana bread, pancakes, things like that with it. It's really great. Is it quite fine? It is, yeah, yeah. Um, so the actual grain is, is obviously... If you're using it in a savoury way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a, you know, finely ground flour and it works brilliantly in loads of baked goods. You can make all sorts with it so that's a favorite ingredient at the moment 
What are more exotic ingredients that you use on a regular basis or, or recommend because of their um, nutritional benefits? I would say one that I do tend to have regularly that's a bit more of a splurge than the standard is raw cacao powder. Um, oh, okay. So instead of cocoa powder, it is a bit more expensive, but it's basically the unprocessed natural cacao. Because you have quite a lot of chocolate in your breakfast recipes. Yes, yeah, and it's always the cacao powder. Um, so it's a lot, it's not as sweet as normal cocoa powder. It's it's kind of like the dark chocolate version, I would say, but it's an amazing source of nutrients it's got so much in there um a lot of people say it's kind of like a superfood powder but you can use it in place of normal cocoa powder so if you're making chocolate cookies or something you can put that in it or chocolate porridge i do a lot and i just stir some of that in a chocolate smoothie it's really great so for little people, it's quite a good way. Or is it quite bitter for them? It is a bit bitter. So I would say if you're not a dark chocolate lover, then you, I mean, you can obviously add something in to sweeten it up. Um, and some kids do like dark chocolate, so give it a go. But you need less of it as well than normal cocoa powder to get the taste. What other things are you keen to get into people's heads that are, are quite good fixes to, to mix into their um, everyday? I would say... I think it's really easy to get more kind of plant fiber and protein and things like that in. So I think a lot of people now are trying to cut down on their meat consumption, but I think a lot of people are still scared or don't want to be 100% vegan. And so let's go back to the shepherd's pie, for example. You can do half beef and half lentils in a shepherd's pie and it tastes great. You know, there's so many ways to mix things in. And again, if you've got kids that are struggling with their veg, I think, you know, it's important to get them to try veg on its own. But, you know, there's so many great ways of blending spinach into a smoothie, for example and you have no idea that there's spinach in there so I think it's just finding creative ways to get more nutrients into your diet. Now we've got such a kind of plethora of drinks that we can have especially if we're trying to cut down (laughs) on our caffeine and and when I was coming here I got my turmeric latte which I'm a fan of and just out of interest because I'd come um, through the train station and I was in a supermarket and I had a little look around to see what else I could find and there was a a probiotic yogurt that Mm -hmm. like little yogurt drink that had turmeric in it as well which was disgusting compared to (laughs) turmeric latte but I'm interested in whether this excitement we have around things like turmeric which which I know some of the benefits being yeah. anti-inflammatory of but I don't know if I really understand whether that latte I'm having is any good what, yeah. what, what do you think so I think with turmeric the benefits are come from the compound in it called curcumin and if you're actually looking at the turmeric root it doesn't have that much in it compared to for example a curcumin supplement so that is what I would always recommend because something like a turmeric latte like absolutely if you like the taste and you really enjoy it then go for it but if you're doing it but you'd much prefer to have your regular latte then I would say have your regular one because they tend to be expensive and actually there's not much turmeric in there because otherwise it would taste absolutely horrid Um, because it's such a strong flavour yeah it is it is so you know if you're really going for the health benefits of it then I would say a supplement is the best route to go down because those drinks and again with the yogurt one tend not to have very much in it yeah I would say a supplement is the way to go and just talk me through how you need to activate yeah. the 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 turmeric because I'd only recently learned about the effect of things like black pepper yes yeah so I think that's kind of one of the wonders of nature is there's so many different things that kind of activate each other and also can inhibit each other so black pepper for example increases our absorption of the turmeric the curcumin um so it's a really good thing to have that with it to kind of help your body get get the most out of it because there's no point going and taking all of this and then your body not using it um so a lot of the good supplements will have that in it because it helps it absorb it obviously if you're taking it yourself you can put some pepper in there yourself but yeah it's important to have that 
But I also think there's a bit of a confusion with the turmeric latte kind of trend in that it should be a sweet thing. And we cook at home a lot with turmeric and in a savoury way. And it's amazing in in addition to other spices. And when you talk about the black pepper, it makes much more sense because you're obviously going to season your savoury food. So I think we want people to not get confused that it's a a sweet thing because of the the latte trend. Yeah, yeah. And again, you know, if you like the taste of the sweet latte, then go for it. But, you know, you can use it at home in a curry, for example. And that can you can get so many nutrients in there and you're probably going to have the black pepper in there already and that's a great way to get it in yeah when it comes to our nutrition are there things that we need to be having more of we have a lot of talk about we talked about fiber Mm -hmm. previously um antioxidant rich foods probiotics good bacteria bad bacteria because i think it's quite a minefield when people are making that decision to eat better yeah where to start so can you just kind of spell it out a bit more simply yeah so I would say my number one is always fiber most people in the UK aren't getting nearly enough fiber very few people are getting the recommended 30 grams a day so that is where I would always start um, and I would also always say you can always increase your fruit and veg so the guidelines at the minute are f- five portions a day but actually some research is saying you know maybe it should be 10 portions a day which I don't think very very few of us are eating that much but if you're increasing your fruit and veg you're naturally going to be increasing your fiber as well so I think that is a really universal place for people to start and then you know going on from there you can look at maybe switching to leaner protein sources um, including more healthy fats you know things like that but fiber and fruit and veg is normally my number one recommendation. And kind of good bacteria, bad bacteria? Yes, yeah. So I think we're kind of realising more and more the science is showing how important our gut is. It is linked to pretty much every aspect of our health. You know, of course, people associate it with, you know, having tummy problems and things like that. But it can be, it's been associated with our mood, you know, our skin, things like that, fertility. Um, So it's at the centre of a lot of our health. And, you know, so I think it's important to look after all those little guys we've got in there. Um, So, you know, incorporating natural probiotic foods is a good place to start. So um, things like kombucha are great or sauerkraut and kimchi. Um, But also, you know, more and more people are looking to supplements now for those things because you get a really good dose of probiotics in there. And the good probiotic supplements will have, you know, a good couple of strains in there. And then they will also have some of that prebiotic fiber. Probiotics are the live bacteria and prebiotics is the type of fiber that that bacteria likes to feed on. So it makes sense to, you know, put it in there with what it likes to eat. Um, Can you name some for me? Because I can't say them. The, the probiotics yeah, or yeah. The, so you have lactobacillus acidophobia <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, bifidobacterium there's a good few there's so many different strains and actually what science is showing more and more is they're very specific in what they do and so in the past you know it was kind of just assumed that you can just take a supplement with billions of this one in it and it will sort out all your problems but we're realising it's a lot more specific so someone that has a specific gut problem should take one strain but someone that's maybe struggling with their skin or their mood should take a different strain and that is where it can be really important to um, work with a health professional on that one um, or you know take a good quality supplement that's got a good range of those strains in there so that you know you're going to be taking something that's yeah going to help you. So just coming to a, an end on all the different things that we've we've covered mixing things up in your actual food yep. um, to hopefully get more of a mix and there's also obviously supplementation that if people are 
really busy, which sadly we are. Yeah. And we're too quick to blame, I think. I haven't got yes, the time to think yeah. about it. But it is good to know. What kind of supplements do you recommend? So one that everyone in the UK should be taking is vitamin D. And that's between kind of roughly September and kind of end of March, beginning of April. That's because the sun is too weak in the rainy UK for us to get um, the vitamin D from the sun. So it's really important and everyone should be taking that. And that's children, breastfeeding women, everyone. That's one I'll always recommend. And for some people who maybe don't go out in the sun very much or cover their skin up a lot they might need to take it year round as well so that's important also a lot of people may find an iron supplement beneficial and this is often something that will be indicated by your doctor but particularly women are quite susceptible to anemia so for your energy levels an iron supplement can be really um, important another one I recommend to kind of women who are maybe looking to have kids or something like that is they should be taking folate and um, that is something that is really great to actually start taking it before you plan to try and conceive obviously some things that don't always happen planned and that's fine but if you are planning you know you can start amping that up a bit um another thing is um some people calcium as well so people that are on a vegan or vegetarian diet they might need a few more supplements than someone on um, a normal meat eating diet might and that's just because some vitamins and minerals are a bit more difficult to get on a vegan diet it's not to say it can't be done but like you say it's just to have that kind of safety net to give yourself a bit of grace because you're busy Um, and there's some great vegan multivitamins that just have a few of those trickier ones to get in there too i think it's easier than we think half the time isn't it yeah um and that's i I don't often actually end up having to recommend supplements to people because if you're eating a healthy, balanced diet, you're getting those five portions of fruit and veg. Most healthy people are going to be getting pretty much everything they need from there. So I think food first is always the best approach. And remind people where all those amazing recipes are. (laughs) Um, So my Instagram is at essentially.emma and my website is www.essentiallyemma.co.uk. Thank you, Emma. Thanks so much for having me. Make sure you subscribe via your favourite podcast app to stay up to date on Bioglan's commitment to your wellness. And to find out more about our products, follow us on Instagram at Bioglan Supplements, on Facebook at Bioglan UK, or visit bioglan.co.uk.